Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me into your home today. And I want to begin by wishing you and your family a very happy Christmas, a very blessed time. I trust you're having a great day and are able to enjoy the peace and presence of God wherever you are. Many people within our Living Rock Church family will be very familiar with the Bible's account of the birth of Jesus. The passages in Matthew's and Luke's Gospels especially, and some of the Old Testament prophecies, are read aloud in church services all over the world at this time of year. And many of us have grown up reading and hearing and enjoying these passages. And in fact, over the last two to three weeks, we've read and heard them in our various Christmas events at the Nativity Trail and at a door in Stony Stanton, at the Christmas celebrations in Market Harbour and Atherstone, and at Carols by Candlelight in all three places. And as a quick aside, let me just take this opportunity to say a huge thank you to everyone who helped plan and host and serve and support in these various brilliant events across our congregations. They've been a real credit to our church, and so thank you very much. One of my favorite of these passages is the account of the angels appearing to the shepherds, which is told uniquely in Luke's gospel. I'd love you to listen to the story again as I read it from Luke chapter two, verses eight to 20. It says, in that same region, the shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, a savior who is Messiah the Lord was born for you in the city of David. And this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a manger. <clears throat> Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. And when the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they hurried off and they found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. And after seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up these things in her heart and meditating on them. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, just as they had been told. One of the things I love about this story is that, what, is that God sends a whole host of angelic beings to a group of shepherds who were amongst the lowest in society of that day. And they become the very first to visit the newborn Messiah. God announced this good news of great joy that was destined to be for all people, firstly, to this very ordinary, very unassuming group of men. Long before the wise men and the kings arrived, the shepherds were the first to meet and worship Jesus. And I just think this shows the heart of God to mankind. I'd love to know how their lives were changed after that encounter that day. Now this story, like others concerning the birth of Christ, involves the interaction of angelic beings with human beings. 
In fact, as we read Matthew's and Luke's opening chapters, we come across no less than six occasions in which God commissions angels from heaven to announce or direct things on earth. Firstly, the angel Gabriel, a high-ranking angel who, we're told, stands in the presence of God, appears to Zechariah to tell him that his wife Elizabeth will give birth to John the Baptist, who will prepare the way for Christ's earthly ministry. That's in Luke 1. And then six months later, Gabriel appears again to Mary in an incredible encounter in which he announces that she will come under the power of the Holy Spirit and will conceive and give birth to Jesus. That's a little later in Luke 1. And then another angel appears to Joseph to tell him not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife. That's in Matthew 1. And then shortly after Jesus' birth, a great multitude of angels appear to these shepherds as we've just read in Luke 2. Then after that, an angel appears to Joseph a second time, warning him to take Mary and the child down to Egypt in order to flee from Herod who was trying to kill the child. That's Matthew 2. And then finally, Joseph has a third angelic visitation this time telling him that it's safe to return to Israel, also in Matthew 2. So what do these various encounters tell us? Well, first of all, they show us that the birth of Christ was accompanied by intense activity in the heavenly realms. The sending of the Son of God to earth was anticipated from the very beginning. And as, as God began to enact his magnificent plan and purpose, there was great movement in the heavens. The long-awaited time had finally come for the Son to be sent to redeem mankind, and angels went ahead at the Father's bidding to get things ready. I think these events also tell us that God has the might and the means to do whatever he needs to ensure his will is performed. The Messiah is announced and sent and protected from harm so that God's purpose will prevail. And I believe the Lord really wants us to know this at this time, that he will move heaven and earth to fulfill his purpose. God moves heaven and earth in order to fulfill his purpose. And all this intense and powerful supernatural activity all this movement in the heavens and on the earth was the result of one overwhelming, unstoppable force, the love of God. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9, we read, This is how God showed his love for amongst us, that he sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. It's because God loves the world so much that he sent his son. And whatever else the Bible's Christmas story might mean to us, it's an awesome account of the overwhelming love of God and of his intervention in our world and in our lives. And I think that really matters to us at the end of this year and as we anticipate the next. Let's be reminded that whatever situations or challenges or opportunities we may face, God has intervened. He's demonstrated his love towards us. He's with us and he can and will move heaven and earth 
to fulfill his purposes. His plans cannot be thwarted. So like those shepherds and Zechariah Zechariah and Mary, we need not be afraid. We need not doubt his word to us and his promises over our lives. Our destiny is in him. He will have the final word. So I want to encourage us, church, to lift our gaze this Christmas and be very encouraged. We have a God who loves us, who intervenes, and whose purposes will prevail. And he comes to ordinary people with good news of great joy. And now we are good news people with great hope and great joy. And that also matters more than ever at this time. Our neighbors need our good news. And as the carol says, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. We have good news and we cannot keep it to ourselves. This Christmas, I pray great peace for you and your family. May you know his love today and always. May you know his intervention. May we receive Christ like those shepherds. May we be announcers of good news like those angels. And for all of us as a church family, let's expect a year ahead with more miracle and heavenly activity in our midst than ever before. Amen. God bless you very much.